The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Live from Cobb County, they're coming off the top rope. If they could actually climb up there. You gotta be kidding me! No, do this! It's time for the finishing move. Our chance to talk all things wrestling. With the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe. The finishing move on Extra 106.3, Atlantis Sports and Talk. Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome to the finishing move here on Extra 106.3. Uh, you know, I was going to do the roll call, but I think our third member of our team has a good reason not to be here tonight. Technically, hasn't he went off and formed his own tag team? He kind of did. He kind of went off and started his own faction. He's abandoned us. So, so far, I guess you know who's not here. Uh, you've heard the voices of myself, Road Dog Adam Gillespie. You just heard John Radcliffe. Uh, pipe in there. So once again, missing tonight uh, is Chris Colwell, but that is because we owe him congratulations on the birth of his son yesterday afternoon, uh, Dawson, and uh, reportedly everyone, the mother, uh, the son, and Chris are all doing well. Of course, Chris is the last person you're worried about in that equation, but everybody is doing well uh, reportedly. So congratulations to Chris um, Dawson, Victoria, and Victoria. Congratulations! I was about to say it until family. you cut me off. Yeah, sure. It's on the show sheet, huh? <laughs> well, when you're told on your way into work you got to run point, maybe you didn't have time to come up with the show sheet. You were not told anything. You were asked a question. I don't know the way the text came across. It seemed like a tolling, told telling, a tolling, a telling. I'll save that. I'll get your fun bag. We will. Oh, we don't make that. Oh, yes, we do. Do we? I think so. Oh, I don't think we do. We're not a. We're not a important enough show to make the audio fun bag. Oh, the longer the audio fun bag is, the less that they have to do anything. <laughs> so if they can add anything to it, they will. They throw it in there. Of course. All right. Well, did their mess up from last week's YouTube make the audio fun bag yet? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. I okay. heard that there was language used there that shouldn't be a FCC compliant. Uh, well, look, we've had another big week in wrestling, in my opinion. We had a, a AEW pay-per-view this past Saturday uh, down there in Jacksonville, all out. I was in attendance. I was there. I had a great time. We'll get into that a little bit. Of course, we had our regulars, our Monday, our Tuesday uh, our Wednesday last night, and another congratulations. We'll just go ahead and put this out there. It came out just a little bit ago. Um, we talked about this last week. Would AEW do a, a, a million viewers? And last night they did a million plus in viewers, uh, and that's a big milestone for, for them. Now, uh, So congratulations. I don't care if they were solo with no competition from NXT or not. Uh, that is a great milestone that they've got that many people wanting to tune in and watch their product on a Wednesday night. And the fact that they pulled it off and, you know, as I guess I've always said it, I can't remember if you guys have joined me in it, 
but we called it the Wednesday Night Wars, and it looks like they successfully, AEW that is, found a way to pull themselves away in the Wednesday Night Wars and and solidify themselves as, you know, they're doing it a little bit better, even so much so that they've gotten comfortable. I saw the uh, I saw the imaging put out recently. It looks like they're putting tickets on sale as well for fans to be in attendance. And well, they've go- been doing that for a couple weeks now. But I don't think I've seen advertising for it. I've seen it on Twitter. I saw them even mention it on their uh, okay. shows. But, yeah, I mean, they, they were fans in attendance uh, Saturday night at All Out, and they have— we know you kind of get in, you know, with a connection. I do get in with a connection, but there were fans there that bought tickets, and— uh, Hi, Tony. There were others. Hey, Tony. Uh, there were others uh, there that also got in with connections. It wasn't just me. But uh, but they were plenty, and they, I think for the last two weeks they've had fans in, and I, and I saw that I probably did the same thing. You saw some tweets uh, about this coming up Dynamite next week. Although I don't know how they're going to sell tickets to that because technically they don't know what night it's going to be on next week, right? Yeah, that's the other thing about it because ultimately they're on TNT, which is still carrying the NBA, as well as it's not like they can just move next door to whatever the name of that stadium is because, well, pro football season starts back tonight officially, so they're going to have to make sure that the Jacksonville Jaguars have their place to work out as well. Yeah, and if that I, – I don't remember which game it is, but if it goes to a game six and seven or a game seven, uh, Dynamite will be on Thursday of next week. If it does not go to a game seven, Dynamite will be on its regular scheduled Wednesday of next week. So a little bit of you – know, you know, you hate to see that. They got a million viewers last night, and you want them to be able to keep that momentum going – uh, but if they have to start moving their show around, you know, essentially they will lose some part of their audience who just schedule doesn't allow for them to maybe tune in on a Thursday night. They just don't know to tune in on a Thursday night uh, if it moves from a Wednesday. So we'll see. But hopefully this is uh, good signs for them. Uh, I don't think NXT has officially thrown in the uh, thrown the waved the white flag and, and given up on the Wednesday night wars. Uh, there are definitely rumors out there that that is coming that they might move to Tuesday. Uh, and, I, hey, this was a fight that they picked. They chose to go on Wednesday night after uh, AEW announced that was the night they were going to be. So if they lose this war, I, they have no one to blame but themselves. But are you slightly disappointed? And you and I, we grew up in the era of the Monday Night Wars, Monday Nitro taking on uh, w, uh, WWE Monday Night Raw. And are you kind of disappointed that WWE really had the opportunity to take a shot at AEW directly? And what I'm talking about is, you know, for the casual wrestling fan, where WWE had to move some things around to go in TNT, the station that they're on, their partnership with the NBA, they were having to shift around days and move around and move to different places. Because uh, what was last week or the week before, we did uh, the finishing move, the dark matches, our podcast that you can go to Podcast Park and listen to. We were actually watching AEW, AEW Dynamite. WWE could have come out during... Uh, NXT and said, we're here. You know what night we're going to be on. And we remember, like, you know, that was one of the things that Eric Bischoff did where when WWE was recording, then WWF was recording their shows, he just spoiled it and mankind's going to win. He did this. WWE could have gone a little bit of old school and really had probably gotten themselves a little bit more and really had thrown some shots out there. I was a little disappointed that they didn't do that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was a uh, Triple H decision since he kind of runs that uh, brand for them. Uh, and maybe Vince would have done something like that if he had. I mean, I'm sure anything Vince wants uh, done on NXT will get done on NXT. But maybe he kind of gave uh, Triple H the 
freedom there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it it could have. It definitely probably could have got a lot dirtier than it did. Uh, but and like I said, it's not over yet. Who knows what will happen? Maybe maybe. Uh, although I have to say, I have enjoyed this week. Where Monday I watched Raw, Tuesday I watched uh, Super Tuesday Two or whatever they're calling it on NXT, and then Wednesday I watched Dynamite, and I didn't have to double up on Wednesday night, you know, staying up or or go back and watch it the the next day. So I've enjoyed it. I I think they should move to Tuesday nights. I think they'll there's enough viewers to go around for both shows on separate nights. I said it last week. It's you just nailed it. Monday Night Raw. Tuesday night NXT, Wednesday night Dynamite, Thursday night the finishing move, Friday night SmackDown. You go into Sunday when you have a pay-per-view or Saturdays when you have a pay-per-view, and you have wrestling all week long, which, I mean, I remember a time where we had the intermittent breaks in there because we had, you know, uh, you had Thursday night Thunder, you you had main event from WWE, which would come on on Saturdays. Even when they were on, what was it, Heat, when it would come on MTV, that was still a Sunday night product. Now you literally cover every day of the week. I, I I agree with you. I like the concept of I don't have to double up. I don't have to switch back and forth. I don't have to pick one because I got everything every day of the week. Yeah, that's right. And now we know there is going to be a second AEW televised show that comes to a Turner property, whether that be TNT. I've heard maybe TBS for this one. So if NXT says, all right, we're retreating from Wednesday and we're going to go to Tuesday uh, I posed this question last week. Uh, should AEW say, all right, we're going to chase you a little bit. We're going to put our property up against your property uh, again uh, on Tuesday nights and, and have a Tuesday night war and see who can win there. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, but I wouldn't mind them. I know there's some talks. Of the, I've, I've read some rumors of that possibly being like a Saturday show or Saturday morning. I've read that somewhere. I've seen the Saturday morning one, and I'm a big fan of the Saturday morning one. And part of the reason I'm a fan of the Saturday morning one, one of the things, and this is just the father in me speaking, I enjoy my son. We watch Friday Night Smackdown together. He kind of looks forward to it. He knows after dinner he gets all everything he needs to get done. And the first thing he asks when he finishes, Dad, if I finish everything, can I watch Friday Night Smackdown with you? It's like, yeah, sure. So the fact that we could get up on Saturday morning, Get up a little earlier, get all our, get all the chores or whatever we need to get done, the proverbial honey li- honeydew list. And now I get to watch, you know, wrestling on Saturday morning. Like, I, I would enjoy that. I would look forward to that. It would definitely be something, and, and particularly if it's something that they're able to take on the road and they were doing live events with, I think it would be great because now I don't have that concept of, you know, oh, well, let me wait till summertime. Hopefully it's when the summertime when they come around. I could already go ahead and say, you know what? I can check off on a Saturday where we can go to an AEW event. Yeah, I wonder if it's just going to be kind of like what they do with Dark now, where they tape Dark uh, before and after, though, and then replay it. I think I don't know. Um, I would I would venture to guess that that's what they would do instead of and fly everybody in at once instead of repeating some fly-ins. Um, but I agree with you. I like the Saturday morning. We kind of grew up in the era where that you had Saturday morning uh, wrestling with WWE and. Uh, I think WCW had Saturday night main event. Uh, WWE had Saturday night main, main event. event. WCW had a Saturday morning show. I can't think of what the name of it was, but this was when they did the old studio show. Yeah, right here in Atlanta. Yeah, you'd see guys yeah. like the Cold Twins. And uh, back, this was way before Stone Cold. With Stone Cold, he was uh, he was a part of the Hollywood Blondes were normally on there. And they'd have one big, I'd call him a big main eventer. You might see Sting on occasions, Lex Luger on occasions. Uh, 
I very I don't even remember seeing Ric Flair on there ever. Yeah, I, yeah, but it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, but like I said, nothing is set yet to, to officially end the Wednesday Night Wars. But congratulations to AEW for getting over a million viewers uh, last night. That's a great, uh, great deal for them. And it came off the heels of a pay per view this past Saturday. Uh, I wonder, though, how many people were tuning in to see what the state of Matt Hardy was. Uh, in case you did see it uh, on Saturday night at All Out, Matt Hardy took a big bump uh, that hit his noggin and knocked him silly. Uh, and is that like a scientific term? That is the scientific <laughs> term for what happened to him. <laughs> when uh, uh, we look at the medical records, patient Matt Hardy. Knocked silly. Knocked silly by hitting his noggin on the ground. No doubt, because he could not stand up uh, to the point where Aubrey Edwards, the referee of that match, threw up the X uh, multiple times. And from what I can tell, the X is is never supposed to be a part of the gimmick. Uh, That's supposed to be a real-life thing, that if the referee crosses her arms and holds up an X, that – there is a, an injured wrestler that medical staff needs to get to stat, and she threw that up, but yet he kept trying to get up and go, and then about the third time she threw it up, uh, he came, uh, a, a medical staff came out and finally got there because they weren't in the ring. This was a no-rules match, so they were out in the atrium of in between um, Daly's Place and the Jaguars Stadium, kind of where it's a, just a concession area and lounge area. Uh, and they were out there doing the wrestling, um, and that's why he, when he hit his head on the concrete, that's why how that happened. Um, but they stopped the match and rang the bell, and then Sammy made his way into Daly's place, and uh, they, after they got him off of Matt, and then they let I, I, I on the best I can tell is Matt Hardy talked his way into finishing that match. Yeah, he kind of, and and it's one of those things. The best way I can describe it is. I can liken it to like football. There are coaches who will talk to a player and they know, you know how far you can push yourself. You know how far you can push yourself. And I think it's kind of the respect that Matt Hardy has garnered for what he's done. I mean, think of the resume that he's put together. Him and Jeff Hardy, the Hardy boys versus uh, Edge and Christian and the Dudley boys, they have put together, you know, the tag team ladder matches that are historic. And you know they've taken some serious, some some bumps that are very dangerous, career-threatening, if not worse. And I think the respect of he knows his body, he knows what he's doing, whether we agree or not. We I disagree. No, and, and I mean in terms from the standpoint of letting him go. Hey, you know what? Let's let him go. Let, 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 we're going to let him go. We're just going to let him move forward with it. And I, I, from the standpoint, I don't agree that he should do that. But I think they just kind of went with that standpoint. But you don't agree that he was able to talk his way out of it and they just kind of – we we he knows his body. Let's let it move. Well, no, I clearly think that's what happened. But I think at some point, uh, you have to be almost like a parent in that oh, situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, completely. You know, I don't let my child do whatever she wants to because I sometimes I know what's better for her. Uh, and I have no doubt Matt Hardy's dedication to his profession, and he wanted to finish that match uh, and move the storyline along. But. Whether it be Tony Khan or it be the uh, the doctor that they have on staff or whoever in the back, Cody Rhodes or whoever, uh, I think that was a mistake to let him finish that match. And plus, on top of that, the finish to that match was him climbing up a scaffold uh, to push uh, Sammy off of to win the match. Uh, and, you know, 
Climbing he, a scaffold with possibly a concussion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He possibly has a concussion. What if he got up there, uh, you know, and got dizzy and fell off of that and not into the gimmicked spot that uh, Sammy fell into and he just smacks his back? He could have been uh, hurt even more. There's got to be, I think, someone, I don't say someone held accountable and actions taken, but I think that situation needs to be taken more seriously moving forward. You know, you hear those stories, um, I guess wrestlers too, but you hear it about the football field before they really have this strict percussion, uh, concussion protocol where the guys would be like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, just let me shake it off, although they couldn't tell you where they were or what day of the week it was. Who are, where are you? Yeah, and they, and they would let them back in uh, you, you know, to finish the game or, or whatever the case may be, finish a match or something. Uh, you know, I, that can't, there's got to be a, there's got to be, I mean, when he was getting up and trying to run, he could not stand on his feet for longer than a few seconds at a time before he would fall back down. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's, that's one of the things AEW really needs to look at, review, uh, and come up with a policy. I, there was no doubt. In, and I know at least in the crowd, as we were watching it on the TV, uh, and the young lady that was sitting next to me was saying, yeah, he's not, he's not in the right state of mind. And if it was that obvious to us, it should have been that obvious to AEW and the those in power there. Yeah, no, I completely agree with and you. And he was taken to the hospital right after his match, too, by the way. And, and So they knew something was not right. And even so much so that his wife, Rebby Sky, she immediately went on Twitter. And one thing she will voice her opinions on when she doesn't like something in terms of whether it be with her husband, Matt, or her brother-in-law, Jeff, when she doesn't like thing, the way things go, she voices her opinion and she didn't like it. She wasn't pleased about it. And Matt came out on Dynamite, and, and, you know, he said his piece on it. But I agree. At some point, someone has to say, for your own safety, for your own well-being, for the fact that, you know, we want you to be treated better than just what, you know, a proverbial piece of meat, we need you to kind of go ahead, bow out, drop your head, and, and let us tend to you, let us take care of you, because we want to make sure that we have you for, you know, for you to be with your family, yeah, not even for the next show. Yeah, you are more important than whatever storyline we're, or story we're trying to tell in Correct. this match. Uh, and having you in the next part of that storyline is more important than maybe a finish to this match. Now, as far as the rest of the pay-per-view, you know, I had fun being there in person, um, but the pay-per-view kind of got bagged uh, by fans as not a, a great pay-per-view. Uh, I had uh, somebody even on staff, and it was not Tony, who you kind of who I can get linked to um, most of the time. Tell me, yeah, that wasn't probably our best pay per view. Um, so had I Mr. Khan tell you that? Yeah, it was the other Tony, that Tony. Uh, <laughs> um, but in, but you know, I enjoyed it. I I don't know how it came across on TV. Maybe you get into it a little bit more when you're in person and you see some things going on um, in person that maybe doesn't come across on the pay per view. Uh, so I don't know. I enjoyed the uh, the Mimosa Mayhem match was interesting. That's easy for uh, you to say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I am surprised that Chris Jericho lost that match, and and Orange Cassidy got two out of three matches against uh, Chris. Um, but that looks- one I'm not surprised by. Really? Okay. What, yeah. What's the thing with Orange? And one of the things you got to give credit, kudos to uh, Chris Jericho for. Chris Jericho, whether I guess I'll call it as a producer understands the wrestling business. And Orange Cassidy, his stock is just going through the roof. People and wrestling fans enjoy him. Enjoy, you can say what you want about the gimmick. I think you even spoke of, how am I supposed to believe these kicks? But 
I think everybody enjoys the gimmick of him, and I think Chris Jericho does. And I think Chris Jericho, who's been very boisterous about uh, the stars of both AEW and WWE, I think he spoke. He has. He didn't want to diminish that, and I, I that one didn't surprise me. And I'm not saying I I, I disagree with it. I enjoyed it, and, and even the concept of the mimosa bath, I thought it was as gimmicky as it was. It was funny. It was comical, and I I enjoyed it. And, and overall, for the pay per view, I mean, we didn't do this in the beginning, and I'm, I'll throw it back on you. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Well, again, I enjoyed it. So it's going to be a thumbs up for me. And like I said, some of that was maybe being in person at the event and being wrapped up in it. Uh, I don't know how it came across on TV for those who did get it on pay-per-view. But uh, overall, what was your feel for it? It was a thumbs up for me. I enjoyed it. I I, I think it met all the expectations. Like I said, uh, if anything, I think I probably had more moments of knowing that you were there intrigued of how did this look? How did this come across? And we talked about this you know, in our bullpen back there. Um you know, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara's match. How did it come across? How did it look? Because I haven't been, I'm, I can't think of offhand, I haven't been to a live event where it's gone out into, you know, a, a, a foyer or a lobby area or anything of that nature. And so how did that come across uh, for you being in attendance at a at Daly's Place? Uh, it was fine. You know, uh I actually was out there getting a Coke at the time that was going on because I did not know the match was going to start out there. Uh, and so, and I did not know it was happening on out there either. Uh, so by the time I got back to my seat, it had just started uh, and he, and he'd already taken the bad bump, which I saw on my way to the seat. Um, but it just was on the screen and then it works its way into the uh, arena uh, kind of like the very first match of the night where they did this cinematic is what we're calling these matches apparently now. Uh, match between um, uh, the dentist, the, the tooth and nail match uh, that they did at the... Uh, Dr. Britt Baker and Big Swole. There we go, yeah. Uh, that match, it was just on the screen. Now, I don't think the fan, the crowd does not get into those as much because you're kind of sitting there watching TV. So you're, it's like you're at your house. You're just sitting there watching the TV uh, until at least in the case of like the Matt Hardy Sammy match where they worked their way into the arena, um, but so so it's a little bit of a lull for fans uh, at, in those moments. Uh, you still get oohs and ahs, uh, maybe just like you do at home when you're watching some certain matches. Uh, but overall, uh, being in person, it was fun, and those matches were good as well in person for watching it on a screen. So you've never seen a match that worked its way. Like outside of the I've been tr- inside I've, arena, I can't think of one. I you know I can't think of a time where I've seen a match that it's made its way from the backstage area or anything of that nature and made its way out into the into the arena. I don't okay. think I've been in a live event where I've seen it. I just it's not that common. Now I mean, so it's not that surprising, I guess, that you have it. Uh, I think there was one here in the Georgia Dome. Uh, I want to say with Austin. Uh, at the Georgia Dome for WWE. That's the only other one I can think of off the top of my head um, that would have been like a Falls Count Anywhere type match that worked its way around the crowd. Now it's become obviously very popular for for wrestlers to come in through the crowd. A trend started, at at least as far as I know, by DDP. Uh, If somebody predates him, I'm not sure. Yeah, now I've been there for that uh, when AEW Dynamite was at Phillips Arena. Allstate. Allstate or State, no, State, Farm, Farm, State Farm, State Farm, State Farm, <laughs> Allstate, State Farm Arena. Uh, I was there when John Moxley came through the crowd. 
Uh, so I, I I I have seen those. I have been there for those. Didn't the Shield come down one day when we were uh, at a Raw or a SmackDown or something? And it might have been. Come the Shield might have come through close, and close by, yeah, too. didn't wasn't Kevin Owens in the crowd? Yeah, that's right. He sat in the crowd because he was banned from being uh, in the ring by Shane McMahon. That was leading up to WrestleMania uh, two years ago, WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Uh, and he came and sat in the crowd. Uh, yeah. Man, right. I, I miss going to I'm sorry. I'm having well, that come moment. come on. Let's go. Because someone even. Uh, I invited you. Someone. And you did. And honestly, I told you I wasn't there yet. I'm slowly getting there because I miss I miss them. And. For anyone who's done that, maybe that's something we can do one day. Maybe we can get an extra ticket and we can bring a listener along with us. Uh, Chad, if you're coming up from Hawaii, because you, you're more than welcome to join us, we'll defer it automatically to you. But it, it is one of those things that when we've gone, we've had a great time. We've had, we love the energy that was there. Uh, AEW Dynamite, you had other duties at the time when they came, but that was just an electric event. And, and I miss it. I miss those moments. Yeah, it's fun being in person. That's different with with only about fifteen percent, you know, capacity in the crowd. It's not quite as energetic as it may be uh, when you have a full house. Um, but I think AEWs did a good job. They again, um, like most places you go now, you had to wear a mask. You had to keep your mask on the whole time. Uh, you were socially distanced from people. You were only supposed to sit in areas uh, of people who you know, family. And I think that's how you're supposed to buy your tickets. Yeah, um, you can buy them four to six four pa- people yeah. is max, and you'll be put into, they call it a quote-unquote pod. pod. Yeah, but it's just a grouping yeah. of seats. You're not um, sitting in like an acrylic bubble or anything <laughs> yeah, like that. Like that. And, uh, and you're spaced out between other people. Uh, there was definitely plenty of space. Now, I was sitting next to someone who I did not know, uh, or two people I did not know, and I got to know over time uh, a few hours while we were there. But uh so I guess that does happen from time to time. I know that some of those tickets ended up on secondary markets, but uh, Tony Khan tried to crack down on that. You have to wear your mask the whole time, which, trust me, in the Florida heat is not that comfortable, uh, but it's worth it for everybody's safety. You do get your temperature taken as you walk in. You have to put your face, uh, you know, line it up on the iPad, and it screens you uh, to make sure you're good. Um, they did have a merchandise stand. It was all done mobily. They only had about three or four T-shirts uh, available and then some other uh, all-out merchandise as far as like, I think there was like a poster and some of the title belt pins, like the little small ones. I think you have one. Yeah, of them, I have right? the title. Yeah. So they didn't have uh, the um, AEW dolls that you collect there. They did not have the action figures dolls. Uh, available, but I have uh, finally gotten AEW action hey. figures at the uh, Walmart in Dawsonville. Which ones have you gotten? I've only gotten two of this uh, six so far, and I stopped by another Walmart on the way in today to check, and they were they did not have any. Uh, and I got the only two that they had at this Walmart, at the Dawsonville Walmart. I got Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. Does it come uh, with a bottle of bubble? Not this one. I, there's a chaser. There's a rare and a um, I can't remember the other word. But there's three versions. Variant. No, there's three versions of of Chris Jericho. Uh, like one, they only made 500 of, and so they just scatter those out throughout the United States, and you have to go find them. Um, but I think one of those does come with the bubbly, but another one I got. It's not the chaser or, or whichever. But hopefully, I'll be able to get the other four. Um, in the coming weeks, I don't know if my Walmart is going to get them back in stock. Uh, it took them forever to get this um, <laughs> stock. This has been a hunting project for <laughs> you. No and- joke, no joke. All right, when we return here on the finishing move, we're going to go over the top rope and talk about the world of wrestling outside of wrestling. 
We're going to talk about the world of wrestling outside of wrestling. So we're talking about outer space? No, the NFL starts tonight. We're going to talk about that. We'll break down the Georgia Tech-FSU game. That would be fun. Go Seminoles. Oh. You're listening to The Finishing Move. When we return, we'll talk wrestling here on Extra 106.3. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. Talking all things wrestling. On Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome to the finishing move, or welcome back to the finishing move, I should say. I'm Road Dog Adam Gillespie with my original tag team partner, John Radcliffe, tonight. Follow us on Twitter. I am at Road Dog 680, and on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow John at John Rad 450. We would normally say Colwell's, and we'd make like a joke about it, and it really has been an ongoing joke. But I think with a new baby, he ain't he ain't answering anything on social media right now. Yeah, and and truly, I really don't know his. That's not a joke. No, I'm bearded Colwell. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Bearded Bordaugh. Well, maybe now that he's a dad, do you think he changed it to? Bearded, oh, I 100 percent do. He would always make the joke. Oh, it's been the same for this many days. He's going to change it to like bearded Papa or bearded Daddy or bearded Dad of Dawson. He'll, he'll change it to something. Give it time. I have yeah. no question in my mind about that one. Yeah, who knows? It's um, <laughs> just look. I don't know. Type in bearded. And whatever comes up, maybe it'll be good enough. Don't don't do that. You might do that on your work computer, and something strange might pop up that might get you in trouble. Maybe type in Colwell and see how you do there. No, go with bearded. I'm going to try it and see what comes up. What what does it say? Uh, Not safe for work, NSFW? I'd probably... (laughs) Oh, all those acronyms. Who can keep up with that? Acronyms. Acronyms. I don't know what an acronym is. Who can keep up with all those acronyms? I don't know what an acronym is. Those are the opponents of the Acolytes? It's time to go over the top rope. I don't know. Maybe I should stop signing into stuff on this computer because I just got an email at work that somebody in Turkey is trying to sign into my Netflix account. All right. Well. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Anacora, Turkey? That like next to the smoked turkey I don't and yeah, I don't know. I think it's a different type of turkey. I, I don't mind if they watch some Netflix stuff on my account. Well, you only get to, but you know, on Netflix, you only get like depending on the plan that you have. Yeah, you the, only get to watch it on so many screens. Well, when I want to go watch it on my screen, they gotta go away. No, they won't. But they've got to stop. You can't kick them off. Or you gonna catch a flight to Turkey? Excuse me, sir, I need you to kick get off. Uh, me and my daughter are trying to watch something. Uh, well, there are some people who now have enough time on their hands to do that if they needed to catch a flight to Kurt, Turkey. If uh, Gerald Briscoe, uh, somebody tries to log into his Netflix account, and, most re- and uh, IRS, they have both been let go from their positions at WWE. Another round of cuts are being issued, apparently, at WWE. Um, no on-screen talent is expected to be cut during this cut. Apparently, according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, it's going to be mostly office people and office people who have already been furloughed for the last few months and their jobs just aren't, I don't want to say necessary, but aren't in use right now. Essential? Well, I don't want to say that either because maybe they are, but they are not uh, needed at the moment in the current state. Uh, that WWE is is in with no touring and no live events. Uh, so whatever those folks did, uh, they are being let go. 
Uh, Gerald Briscoe tweeted it out. I believe was that yesterday or today. He said he got a call personally from Vince McMahon, uh, thanking him for his time and service. Before uh, he tells him that, well, but your service isn't needed anymore. Don't you believe, like when Vince McMahon calls you and says that he's Gerald, I need to talk to you. You're fired. You think he goes that far with it? it would be <laughs> Even great. on the t- <laughs> off camera, It'd be great if he did, though, wouldn't oh. it? I don't know if that would be. I don't know if that's what I would want to hear. Somebody pulling a gimmick when they're firing me. I think maybe I'm saying that because I know you know Vince McMahon can't fire me, but no. I wouldn't want my boss to do it. But that's just me. <laughs> well, uh, Gerald Briscoe and IRS, uh, we feel bad for them. Of course, we don't like to see anybody lose their jobs. Uh, they are no longer on the WWE boat. Some would say, uh, but I know I'm glad that I'm on boats that I'm on, and but they are no longer on their boat. Safe travels. Thank you for your service, uh, IRS and uh, Gerald Briscoe. Um, all right, but IRS, his boys are still, because The Fiend, that's his son. Oh, yeah, that's his son, and then Bo, uh, Bo Dallas is his other son. I, I, we haven't seen Bo Dallas Bo, in forever. Has Bo been relinqu- yeah, released? Yeah, I don't know. Too? He may have been released. thought about that, that myself. In that but, round back in uh, around WC, uh, uh, WrestleMania. Uh, I haven't, we haven't seen Bo in a while. Uh, but obviously The Fiend is there, and he's an integral part of the, co- uh, the company. Uh, IRS is just doing producing stuff behind the scenes. So uh, maybe they'll find a spot in. Uh, maybe he'll find a spot in AEW. I don't. Jerry Briscoe probably he's up there in age. Maybe it would be good for him to maybe just NWA enjoy, to enjoy. No, just to enjoy life. Uh, you know, his sons are they still a part of Impact? The Briscoe, the Briscoe brothers. brothers yes. Do they still wrestle at Impact? I, I I can't find what channel it's okay. on. I try to watch. And that's Colwell's strong point. He always so, knows the, the Action News channel or something like that. He always tells me. I think it's on Twitch. Speaking of which, if you're on Twitch and you're a WWE wrestler, better get off. You better get off. <laughs> Although I hear that Twitch is uh, safe from these third-party sites. This was kind of big news that came out in the world of wrestling over the last week or so. Um, that WWE has put it put down an edict that said these third-party sites that you're making money off of to promote yourself, uh-uh, no more. Get off of those. Um, I think the biggest one that they're thinking that WWE has a problem with is Cameo. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't, I really don't understand the issue with this from WWE. Now, the one thing I will agree with WWE uh, on in this um, argument is they're saying don't go to Cameo with your WWE name. Well, uh, the thing behind that that it comes from, and not to cut you off, is because like for someone like AJ Styles, he's someone who's been able to continue on. AJ Styles owns the proprietary rights to the name AJ Styles, where some superstars, they don't own the proprietary right to that name. Hence how most recently we saw formerly Rusev, now Miro, WWE owns the proprietary rights to the name Rusev. Yeah, and Zack Ryder when he went over and even Evan Bourne when he debuted uh, Saturday and Botched, botched his very that. first move uh, in AEW. That was hysterical. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was great. They own the rights to it, and ultimately, you know, particularly with someone like Rusev, they still, uh, they still. If you can go to WWEshop.com right now, and you can see they still have T-shirts there with Rusev. Day. Well, they got that inventory. You might as well try they to want to make it. some money. Off yeah, of why it. not? Otherwise, what are you going to do? Just throw it away. So yeah, and, and we saw this. Uh, if you remember back in the uh, in the '90s uh, when. Diesel and, and Razor Ramon went to 
um, WCW, and they came as Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Their uh, names, obviously, you know, WC or WWE tried to make a, tried to flex and say, no, we still own these characters, and we ended up with fake Diesel and fake Razor Ramon. And it was one of the worst gimmicks they ever did horrible. at WC or WWE. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, but I and I can understand that from WWE's side of things, where they say, well, we created um, Diesel. So don't go to Cameo and promote the fact that Diesel will send you a birthday shout out. Now, if you're go to go to Cameo and say Kevin Nash, and if there's enough dedicated fans to find you under to find out your real name and then go find you on Cameo, if you happen to be able to do that, uh, I think that's a little weak uh, on WWE side to restrict that. I also or, think we'll, we'll see from WWE at some point in time they'll create like their own Cameo platform. I agree. I think that will happen. To yeah. find a way to make his own money. Because you look at just Twitch alone with the the type of revenue that's been bringing in for individuals. And I think one of the things and you know, that someone who gets a lot of credit for it, if you look how uh, Xavier Woods, he took his up, up, down, down video YouTube channel, partnered with WWE. He's created a championship for it that WWE sells. I think Vince McMahon and the WWE love that. Hey, what's partner? We can make profit off this. We'll help you promote it. I think WWE just wants to do the same thing. I mean, capitalism still works. Yeah, and and hey, I I, I hate to say it that they're just looking as at any way to make in to get income into WWE. And so if we have to kind of screw you out of a little bit of your income to get some income to us, uh, we're okay with that. Yeah, that's the corporate take on it. I I'm not sure, uh, but. You know, I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know how guys are going to spend $300 to get turned down by Alexa Bliss. Tell us, how did that go for you? (laughs) Again, she wouldn't have turned me down. Uh, But we'll see what happens over the weeks. They've been given, uh, I guess, I think 30 days to cease and desist. I guess you could call it all those uh, third-party accounts. And if they don't, uh, there will be uh, reportedly fines, suspensions, and even termination uh, will be the cost if you decide to keep going with some of those. It will be interesting to see. Now, you said uh, Xavier's, he kind of works in coordination with WWE, but AJ Styles has a pretty strong Twitch account, which he had beforehand. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see when how those two will meet. But again, I think AJ even said that he does not believe Twitch. Uh, Twitch and YouTube uh, apparently are going to be Two social third social media third party sites that will be allowed. Now that'll be interesting also because uh, Paige has a Twitch following and she has a huge following on there. When was the last time we saw Paige? <laughs> like you could find her, you could suspend her. We hadn't seen her really anyway. So well, she was a part of the Tuesday night show, right on FX One. Yeah, that got that uh, got yeah, canned. Nobody ever watched. <laughs> so it's like I got negative ratings. At some point in time, you're just kind of like, all right, this is kind of, no. and, and you know, even for those individuals that might be uh, still have issues and still have concerns of, of showing up for WWE Thunderdome for, um, you know, concerns of COVID nineteen. You know, do you stop them from doing just that and earning the extra revenue? Because they, they aren't making money there. Ultimately, their merchandise isn't selling because no one can see it. So do you stop them altogether from doing it? I, I, just, I don't know. I, but I don't think their merchandise. I think their merchandise still moves. Don't you? Do you not think? I mean, people still probably go. We were just talking about potentially buying title belts at WWEshop.com. Yeah, but how many Roman Reigns shirts have you bought throughout the pandemic? 
Well, zero, because I would never <laughs> buy a Roman Reigns shirt. Okay, but, but I have gone and looked at shirts and wanted to buy one, not just for myself, but for my daughter. I bought one at All Out. Uh, when I, oh, I meant to wear that tonight, but I, <laughs> I bought one at All Out uh, this past Saturday. I'll give a better example, and I, I don't know. I know you, I don't think your daughter is a fan. Lacey Evans. Like, we haven't seen her in quite a few weeks. Uh, well, no, I'm not buying a Lacey Evans shirt, and I'm not buying one for her either. If I bought her shirt, it would probably be Charlotte or... or um, uh, who's on Becky? Uh, but you know, it, yeah, I, I have no doubt that Lacey Evans merchandise is not flying off the shelf. But you don't um, think it's because she's not there? Well, no, I don't. <laughs> even if she was there, I don't know how fast that merchandise moves. But I'm sure that Romans is moving uh, uh, to those who like him. Uh, I'm sure that uh, even uh, Austin's, I bet, still moves on WWE. I'm trying to think of some of the. I'm sure Seth uh, Seth Rollins. Who are some faces? I'm are the Fiend probably I bet is a top seller for them right now. But I guess I'm talking about more of like that that mid Carter that uh okay. Uh, oh yeah, I have no doubt that those guys are and gals are are merchandise is moving slower. Like I don't know if Zelina Vega has WWE merchandise, but I know she has a a great Twitch following, and if she's not moving merch at that point in time, it's like hey. She can make the extra money over here, and I, and I don't. I'm not trying to dig in anybody or in, insult anybody's pocketbook, but you know, if you can make an extra uh, an extra penny here or there, I think some people definitely would try. Oh no, I'm all for be people being able to go out and make money uh, on the side from their jobs when they need to to make up some maybe lost revenue. Uh, I completely feel that pain for them, and I think they should be able to do that 100. percent uh, anyways, uh, the most interesting, one, the the funny one to me, uh, we were kind of talking about owning your intellectual inel, inter, intellectual in, property. There you go. Thank you. Uh, the one that I always loved is uh, Jim Helwig, uh, the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, when he left WC or WWF, they said, "No, no, you can't use that name when you go to WCW or you do some independence." Well, he said, "All right, I'm just going to legally change my name to Warrior." And so he went out and changed his name legally to Warrior uh, and was able to use that when he went to WCW for that short stint and for other uh, independent or appearances. I guess he was able to be promoted as the Warrior. Someone else Would who, you go to that extreme? Well, someone else who did it, and evidently their intellectual property had a great value to him, Ryback. He changed his name legally to, legally to Scott Ryback, and he's just booked as Ryback. And I'm just thinking, bro, no disrespect, but... You haven't even been anywhere, so, I mean, maybe if you were still in WWE, I'd understand, but, yeah. Uh, would I go to that extreme? Uh, no, because I would do exactly what, uh, you know, RIP Shad Gaspard, what he did. Shad Gaspard went in the WWE with his name, his legal name, Shad. So when he left, he still got to take his name with him. He had There was no legal dispute that you could have over it, and he made it plain and simple. Even for crime time, when they were in the WWE, it was crime time with two Ys, and then when they were out, when they're outside of the WWE, it's crime time with two Ys. There you go. I mean that, and but you hear that Vince likes to change everybody's gimmick. I don't know. Is Keith Lee's Keith Lee's real name? Do you know that off the top of your head? I don't know. Yeah. So you hear that uh, Vince McMahon likes to change everybody's gimmick or name when they come over. So that he does own that intellectual property. Nope, Keith Lee's real name is Keith Lee. All right, there you go. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you have a name that kind of fits the world of wrestling, I get Keith. We've all bought into at least Keith Lee, or, or but they've always said that was one of the things that held up uh, getting AJ Styles over to WWE. And well, his name is a- Alan Jones. 
But they wanted the intellectual oh, property of AJ Styles. Yeah, because he owns the rights to AJ. And Styles. even when he came over there, the merchandise that he bought with the you know the palm gloves, all of the stuff that he had already had done and done for himself, that was one of the big holdups where they wanted it. He said, "Why do I need to, a commission from you of such a low percentage?" And which he's right, he wanted a higher percentage of it because he had been doing that since its Impact Wrestling days. So I completely agree. Of he built the name AJ Styles from his Impact Wrestling days, going over to New Japan, and now WCW. I mean WWE. Excuse me. He didn't need Vince's help at that point. Yeah, exactly. Well, he was way over uh, AJ Allen Jones. So if you ever want to go up to Gainesville and stalk him, will he ever get a haircut? I know that's a Hall County look, except for you. But I know that's a whole county look, but will he ever get a haircut? Why would you? Why should you? Is it safe to go to barbers right now? When was the last time you and I had been to a barbershop, bro? Let's be honest with each other. For those of you who don't know, Road Dog and I, we're we, bald. Yeah, we're bald. Beards. Well, home Team Hamilton said they're going to take me to a barbershop. And I'm, right. look, I'm looking forward to that adventure. That's how we uh, That's how we heal the world and make it a better place is uh, just taking people to other places. Uh, if you remember a couple weeks ago, probably a little over or well over a month, probably now, uh, we had the story of Marty Jannetty talking <laughs> about murdering uh, a guy when he was 13 years old. We won't get into all the details of when we went down there, but he said he murdered the guy and threw him in the river here in Atlanta or in Columbus. Georgia. Yeah, and threw him in the Chattahoochee, uh, but down in Columbus, Georgia. And, uh, well, now he's kind of started to walk that back a little bit. He says that all that was was a wrestling angle. He says there is some truth in there, um, but the majority of it, he said he did not murder that man. There's a very long uh, rambling on uh, Facebook post about him walking it back. If you're so inclined to go read it, I, I'm not going to read all of that here. But it starts out with, I did not murder that man, and that he was just doing a wrestling angle that was going to cul- uh, culminate with culminate culminate. Thank you, with a uh, um, uh, a guy. I, I guess kind of a big boss man type character, a law officer who was going to come after him, a buddy of his down in the Columbus uh, Police Department. So, uh, I guess it's good to know that maybe he didn't murder that man. Well, he's still being investigated by the local police. They do want to because it is a, a reported a cold case that they still have on their records and on their books. So there evidently is still something that they have to check into because you can't just dismiss that and ignore it. But also at the same time, it's kind of interesting that he started walking that back after he was he was red flagged going through an airport. As he was trying to go through the airport, you know, you're kind of red flagged as a potential murderer. We have to do some background checks. Now, you're good, but we got to do some checks to make sure you're just not evading the police. So there might have been some walking back based off the concept of, oh, well, I, I better hold off just a little bit. Uh, you alluded to this earlier. This has got to be my, I think, my favorite signing so far of, I guess you would call the WWE cast-offs uh, from post-WrestleMania. But we saw Miro slash AKA Rusev debut on uh, AEW Dynamite last night. Uh, he came out as Kip Sabian's best man. Uh, I'm excited for this. I think that uh, Rusev or Miro... Uh, has great potential. Uh, I am looking forward to what AEW does with him. I'm a little skittish of the way he's debuted in with here with uh, Kip, Kip uh, Sabian. We'll see where I kind of liked the uh, Bulgarian, Bulgarian brute. brute side of Rusev. 
uh, a monster, who a heel who came out and kind of destroyed opponents. Uh, we'll see what he turns into over time with AEW. I guess FTR and, and, and Miro. I forgot about FTR, but FTR would probably be my favorite. But now, <coughs> sorry, but now uh, there is a cough switch that I should have hit there. But um, <laughs> uh, Miro will be my second one. Uh, and I'm looking forward to see what he did. And I think he cut uh, a very passionate promo last night. I think it was very that, honest. Um, that brass that ring. Ima- imaginary brass ring that he was told to reach for, but he says was never truly there for him to reach. I think uh, hopefully Rusev was able to also negotiate a deal for his wife, who is WWE superstar Lana, because uh, I think she will not be too long to be out the door. Because, you know, you got to remember back when him and Lana proposed or when he proposed to Lana, she broke, you know, broke into the storyline of where she was dating uh, Dolph Ziggler and, and, and ruined the storyline. And Vince was not very happy about that. So I hopefully he's negotiated that and Lana will be able to join him at some point in time. You know, they did it on that tank. Yes. <laughs> yes. They, 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 uh, they had relations. Oh. They got an entanglement, so to speak, on a tank at uh, WrestleMania. So I, I don't think she'll be much longer to be there because they've never really found a place for her. And he, when put, she, he put his missile into. Oh, oh, no, let's not go any further. We want to do another show. We want the show to be here when <laughs> Colwell comes back. Uh, yeah, you know, it, honestly, if she never appeared in wrestling again, I'd be okay with that. I don't really know if they've. I don't really know what her role in wrestling is. If you, if you had booking, uh, you know, powers, what would you do with her? I don't know. Wrestling does not seem to be her strong point, although she's done it and just did it uh, a couple weeks ago. The uh, only thing I can think of out of the gate is if you go with uh, these mixed gender matches where you have, and I'm stretching for this one, Cody and Brandy versus him and Lana, uh, you know, Butcher or the Blade with the Bunny versus. Well, she's not with them anymore. She's with QT Marshall. So, but so you, QT and her. But uh, you see where I'm going with this. Yeah, but that's again, it. I'm stretching again. That's her wrestling, which does not seem to be her, you know, strong point or desire. And keeping uh, a Russian accent obviously well, wasn't yeah, her strong. That point went either. out the door. But uh, her as a manager, you know, I did not enjoy her with Bobby. Um, I have. We'll see where this goes with um, Natalia. Can't say it's been something I've tuned in to watch, but and maybe it's, maybe you can look for something outside of the world of wrestling. Go if f- AEW doesn't decide, to maybe sign a it. Twitch channel. Maybe it, yeah. Well, if you're not with WWE anymore, you can do that. But she just resigned with them. I mean, she could be let go on yeah, this at any saying. point. But she she just resigned with them. So if they keep running her contract, uh, she will probably be there for a few more years. You know, I think W. I think AEW did us dirty. Um, Wednesday night, last night. I, I don't know if you watched. You watched it, right, live? Uh, uh, but towards the end, I'm talking to the audience when I say I don't know if you watched it, but towards the end, uh, they started flashing this breaking news, Cody Rhodes speaks uh, after the show. And they started <laughs> teasing this very heavily towards the end of the show. And I was like, well, well, first off, I was like, well, wait, if it's after the show, how are we going to hear what he has to say? Should you be pointing us to like some uh, website or website YouTube or Twitter or handle or is how are we hearing what he's going to say after the show? Uh, and then 
the show ends, and he and, and you know, it's in the guys, Jr. and Tony, they're teasing it. The first time he's talked since he's been injured, we haven't seen him in a couple weeks because he got beat up by Brody Lee really bad. Uh, so you think you're going to hear something, you know, regarding his story wrestling line, and the show ends. And right away, it goes to breaking news. And then it's Cody Rhodes talking about this stupid new show that he's uh, doing uh, on the Turner properties alongside Snoop Dogg. And uh, I don't even remember, Burt Kirshner or somebody was the uh, host. It's but kind of basically a, uh, a, uh, America's, America's Got, Got Talent on steroids where you're doing crazy stuff. So there'll be people alligator wrestling and... All sorts of weird things. Yeah, it was definitely very odd. It, it was, was a bait and switch, in my opinion. It was a little bit strange, because much like you, when I saw it, I'm thinking, well, you know, I, I, where do I go? Where do I listen? And then you see it, and I guess they did it in maybe, I don't know, maybe it's an agreement with AEW that, hey, we want you know some of your top stars, one of your top stars, or Cody, we want you to come over. Because initially, when he finished the match and he and he dropped the uh, the title, it was we wouldn't see him on TV for some time. And for quite a while, and I thought, well, he'd be behind the scenes. He'll be doing executive things, and then this is where he is, and it's just kind of okay. What else? And then to see that point, you're right. It was just kind of I was expecting a little bit more. I, I, I was expecting something that related to the wrestling world, not uh, some new show that uh, AEW is helping cross promote uh, with their Turner brethren uh, over there at TBS. Uh, will you tune in and watch this show? Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, it didn't uh, grab me either, at least, to uh, tune in and watch the first week. So, I don't know. We're out of time. Do we take this second break, or are we just going to roll on till the end of the show? Um, no, we can take another, We can keep going. We can go with the uh, over-the-top rope now. Well, we're done with over-the-top rope. I don't have anything else left for that, unless oh. on your show sheet you have something. Well, I, I didn't even get your show sheet. <laughs> All right, well, I, I guess this is where we say congratulations to the Colwells once again. Well, we can go home. I got a go-home question. Okay, what's your go-home question? All right, so uh, I was listening to JR's podcast this week, and Grillin' JR, which I highly recommend, uh, and he was talking about a gimmick match. Get this gimmick match from, I can't remember which territory it was, but it was back in the 80s, mm, maybe Mid-South, but uh, <laughs> get this gimmick match. It was a 20-man Battle Royal first blood match. So it's a Battle Royal, but it's not that you get thrown over the top rope. You, the, as you bleed, you get kicked out of the match. And he said that they did this match night after night after night as they toured the towns in their territory. So night after night after night, these 20 guys were all getting in the ring and having to make each other bleed and blade and cut each other uh, to get eliminated from the match. Uh, so they could eventually have a winner. They could let the last guy who's not bleeding. Uh, that is the craziest match, which I don't know if you could have that these days. No, well, no. And then number two, how do you how do you like determine the winner? Because at that point well, the, in time, the, the winner is the guy who's not bleeding. Yeah, but I can take my blood, just put it on your yeah, face, you and wipe now it off. Now you're bleeding a little yeah, bit. You, and, you just wipe it off, and then you show that's not coming from it, you. It, it, but then, that's how. Um, that's how they beat Austin, right? They dumped that fake blood on him that one time in yeah. the first blood match. And that was when he was fighting Kane, who from head to toe uh, was in suit and mask. So how are so you, you going to make Kane bleed anyways? Which, but, speaking of good old JR, uh, we're working to try and maybe have good old JR join us. That would be great. I love JR. He just, uh, 
had his uh, recent book come out. I listened to that on uh, Audible not too long ago. It's a great book, a great read or listen in my case. I want and the I highly recommend sauce. it. I want to try his barbecue sauce. Yeah, I hear it's good. I know it's a recipe made by his mother and his um, ex, uh, not ex-wife, but oh, departed oh. wife. This is where we should end well, the show. Well, he's had ex-wives. That's where we should end the show. When we start messing up spouses, that's where we should end. <laughs> yeah, I want to try it too. Maybe we can go in together and get a bottle of the JR sauce. I'm good for it. I, I want to definitely try uh, his barbecue sauce and see what we can come up with. He's got his main event mustard and his chipotle ketchup, which he highly recommends every podcast as well hey look man when we have a product to sell we will push it on every finishing move episode wing wednesday i'm all for it chad thanks for listening tonight we appreciate you out there in hawaii listening Wells, we hope you guys are listening too dawson welcome welcome to the team buddy it's not always like this around here we don't always wear masks we don't always have to stand six feet away from each other don't so- we- we promise this world is pretty cool. <laughs> it is. So hopefully uh, not too long will you have to tolerate those circumstances in your life. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next Thursday at 7 o'clock here on Extra 106.3. Wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake! WFOM Marietta and W292EV Marietta. Dickie Broadcasting Stations. This is Extra 106.3.